Hello, welcome to More at Stake, the family business podcast. I'm Amelia Rankert-Thomas, and today I am delighted to introduce Ken McCracken, family business expert and head of family business consulting at KPMG in the UK. I've had the great privilege of working with Ken for most of the past decade, and through our collaboration, I've been introduced to a number of concepts that have deeply influenced my own work and changed my perspective on family business governance. Ken, welcome to More at Stake. Thanks, Amy. Great to be speaking to you, and welcome to Scotland. Yes, I should add that we are speaking from Scotland today. We're outside our usual studio, so if there are a few real-life sounds in the background, we hope you'll enjoy them with us. So the most important concept that Ken introduced me to has been the concept of intention as a foundational principle in family business governance. And understanding intention really enables us to get beyond the so-called best practices and to hone in on how a family sees itself in relation to its business and how the family will make decisions. I hope you'll take time to read Ken's articles on moreatstake.com, which provide an excellent grounding. Today, we're going to dive into intention with Ken. So, Ken, for listeners who haven't had a chance to read your article, would you please tell us what you mean by intention? Well, well, the idea or concept of intention, Amy, came about from a very simple observation, which was families who had similar governance arrangements, like a family council or an owner's council, were operating very differently in practice. So the obvious question that this posed was, what made the difference? And we reached a view that the difference was best described by looking at the mindset that different families brought to their business and the governance of their business. And that's what we called the family's intention. So just a, a couple of general comments to start our, our discussion. If you think about intention as a concept, it's one that enables the family to pull back or zoom out from what they have as a business or what they own and offers them the opportunity to reflect on the mindset that they bring to the business they have or what they own. And I think also intention involves an element of striving on the part of the family in the sense that this is what we'd like our family business to become. So for intentions, um, creating, managing, governing and investing, what do they look like in real life? Well, to give maybe a brief description of the four, um, the creating intention would be people striving to make a difference and the, kind of the, the classic form would be the kind of entrepreneurial mindset, uh, wanting to use the resources available in the family enterprise to follow their own aspirations and to create their own dream as it were. Um, those with the managing mindset operate differently. They have a, a view or a mindset that they want to be hands-on in control of what they have and to, to look after that. But it's very important to stress that for these families, it is very important that they as family are in charge and in, in control of that. And then you turn to those with a governing mindset who would reflect on the managing families and say, well, why, why would you do that? Why don't you just look after what you've got and hire good people to run that? 
So they're quite happy to be involved in overseeing and monitoring people who would run their business. They don't have to be physically involved in doing that. And the final type of mindset, the investing mindset, are families who are wanting to remain connected to their families through the shared ownership enjoyment of assets. But for them, it really is all about the financial return. And they're looking to allocate their um, wealth across different assets and, and activities that give them the best return. They're not too bothered about who's operating it or who's governing it. They are mainly motivated by the, by the desire to be hands-on, uh, sorry, to be involved in that type of investment activity. So to take another slice at this, Ken, if my family has an investment firm, um, do we have an investing intention? Well, they could have, but, but not necessarily. Um, your family could have a dominant managing intention, which means that what's important is to have family members involved, hands-on in running the investment firm. Um, in overall governance terms, if your family had an owners or family council, you'd expect it to operate with a light touch because the family feels secure and feel that governance works because one or more of their relatives are involved in running the investment firm. That's what a managing intention is all about. Or they could have a governing intention, which would mean that the family want to be present and effective in overseeing and monitoring whoever is running the investment firm for, for the family. Um, that could be their relatives or it could be non-family, as long as the family can, as I've said, provide effective oversight. Um, with, with the concept of intention at the moment, we need to distinguish how we describe what a family business does, which in your case is a, an investment yes, firm. Yeah. And the intention that the family has in relation to the business. So, Amy, what the business does is investing, but the intention of the family could easily be managing or governing, and that will lead to different governance outcomes. Okay, so why does it matter what intention a business-owning family has? I mean, to, to play devil's advocate here, isn't governance just governance? Well, we, we think that intention transforms or breathes life into governance and enables us to ensure that the structures and policies that we help families put in place are designed in the image of a family. Um, the key message to families about governance could be put simply as being, as your business and family become more complex, you need to get organised. In order to help you get organised, these are these new ideas about family and ownership governance, like having a family council or an owner's council. So far, so good, but also so what? What are these structures of governance going to do? And we think that intention is a reliable and insightful way to help answer this question, and far better than defaulting to the myth that there are so-called best practices that everyone can rely on. Oh, absolutely. So, so would every founder-led business have the same intention? I think most will start with a creating intention, uh, with a sense of entrep entrepreneurial zeal. But when the founder starts to think, what next? Uh, it becomes a question for the rest of the family. They may decide that they need to put in place some governance to cope with the complexity of the family and, and the business. And governance, as I've said already, is a simple response to complexity. But how is that governance going to function remains the question. Will the dominant creating intention continue? 
in which case it is vital to ensure that the family allocate their resources, being financial and human capital, to pursue entrepreneurial adventures and where governance will operate with a light touch and arrangements will be made to encourage and enable entrepreneurship? Or will the family be thinking about looking after and building what's been created, with the family being hands-on in control of running the business? Or will they want to hire people to run their business and focus on becoming good owners who can oversee and monitor management, which is the dominant governing intention? Or will the family simply want to focus as, as a group on getting the best financial return, which would be an investing intention? At this generational stage, the family may need governance to cope with the complexity of their business, but their dominant intention going forward will transforms, transform how that governance has to work in practice. Well, that makes sense. So how do you know what intention a business-owning family has? Can a family itself determine what intention it has? Well, well in our work, we've devised various exercises and tools that help a family create a profile of their uh, of their intention across however many members of that family want to participate in doing that work. In most cases, individual family members complete a profile and we share the answers among the family. And that leads to a well-informed discussion that we help to facilitate. And it helps to build a consensus among the family about the dominant intention that they have for the future of their, their business. Uh, so the family has got to be involved in determining what intention it has, but it might need a bit of help in how to use and interpret the data that we get through these tools. And so with four intentions, do you sort of encounter all four of them about equally? Are there, you know, one or two that you see most often? How does this end up playing out in practice? Well, at the moment, uh, we're working with several clients who are going through the transition from being a managing family where they've had this dominant intention of family always being hands-on in control to becoming a governing family where the role of family shifts, as I hope we've, we've clarified here so far, Amy, to being involved in overseeing and monitoring management rather than being hands-on in control. Some have been managing for several generations, so the scale of this change is not to be underestimated. As naturally, some of the families would like to continue being managing, but the, re the reality is that the needs of the business for leaders does not match the ability or interest in the family gene pool. So the choice is, do you stay as a managing family and hope the family members in charge can do a good job, or become a governing family and learn how this new type of governance operates? Creating and investing are featuring in our work, but I would say that on the basis of our caseload, the, the, the managing and governing are more prominent, and that transition from managing to governing is one that we're helping many families achieve. Well, and I, I think that um, on our side, we would really say the same thing. That is a very common transition that, that we see family businesses going through. Now, can intention change over time? Are these changes developmental in the sense that a family typically involves from, say, a creating intention to a managing intention to a governing intention um, as generations change? Well, I, I think intention will change as o o over time. That is almost inevitable. But no, I don't think that this is developmental. Um, a first-generation founder driven by a creating intention um, then decides to 
sell their enterprise and in the same generation they've now got this pot of wealth and they have to decide what to do with it and they may decide to continue being creating and use that to fund new entrepreneurial adventures or they might turn into a governing family that wants to oversee uh, an investment portfolio or they might change to an investing intention where they're quite happy to hire other people to do that and their focus as a family is maintaining and developing that financial wealth. So I think it's a very flexible uh, concept that will change as the mindset that a family brings to their activities changes. Mm -hmm. That can change within a generation, as in the example I've just given you, or between between generations. But it doesn't necessarily always go in a developmental pathway. So let's say you have a family business with a managing intention and a family business with a governing intention, and both of them are looking for help developing governance practices. In what way would their governance be different? Well, I think let's start by making them the same in some ways. So if you assume that there are six cousins in the third generation with equal ownership, and each family has decided that they need to have a family or an owner's council and a policy in employing family members because this is becoming a sensitive issue. In broad terms, the managing family want family members in charge of running their business. That's critical to their mindset. That's just the way they see the world. And uh, they would not feel comfortable having outsiders in such positions of trust. So with the managing family, the a family council, I expect, would be mainly a social forum for the family to keep in touch and receive information about their business. And their employment policy would be tilted in favour of family members and encouraging and supporting their development so they too, at some time in the future, can become hands-on. In contrast, a family with a governing intention, uh, that being their very happy to be involved in overseeing, monitoring and supervising their business. Their family council uh, may also have a social purpose, but it's also the forum where the owners are meeting and making important decisions as, as owners. Mm-hmm. So that difference in, in intention has transformed the function and role of that council. The council yeah. I, 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 and the same is going to apply to their, their policy in employing family. Since they're not as concerned about family being in control of managing the business as those with a managing intention, the employment policy for a governing family is far more likely to be tilted towards employing the best of people available for any particular job and not giving family any preference. Um, so you have two, it's, it's, it's a good example, I think, Amy, that you have a govern, both, both families have a, a family council and an employment policy, different intention, totally different content, totally different outcome. And so from the perspective of intention, what are the challenges that business-owning families face when, because you were just talking about a a family with a governing intention that opts to bring in non-family management, so or, or might opt to because that's the best talent. So what kinds of challenges might they face when they choose to do that? from an intentional standpoint? Well, if you assume that the family as a whole has a dominant managing intention, 
then there will be family members alongside the non-family senior management. And from a governor's perspective, this presence might be sufficient to reassure any family owners who are not in the business that their relatives will look after their interests. However, the, the act of bringing in non-family at a senior level might itself trigger a change in the family's intention and they might start to feel that they have the need to have more oversight and control and not just trust mm -hmm. whichever of their relatives are in the business to look after all of the family. So here the intention is starting to shift from a managing mindset or intention to a governing mindset or intention and the challenge is to try to get the right balance of power between the board and the family owners. So for example, what decisions in the future may have to now involve the owners. Uh, I don't want to overcomplicate this too much, but the family could have an investing intention and just want to get the best return. So as long as the senior non-family managers can achieve this, then governance is likely to be likely to be okay. So again, I hope these are helping people to see that this change in mindset, or as we call it, intention, transforms the way in which governance works within family businesses. Yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing, particularly in the States, public company governance practices being adopted by family businesses. And, you know, there are certainly some real benefits to be gained, but public company governance really doesn't always square with intention. And, for example, many experienced directors who've served on public company boards assume that the owners are primarily interested in a financial return, or you might say using the language that you've taught us about intention, the owners have, they assume that the owners have an investing intention. But what if the owners have, in fact, a governing intention? How can they adjust their relationship with the board to enable them to exercise the level of oversight that a governing intention really requires? Yeah, first of all, Amy, I have a great deal of sympathy with people who come from other types of business into a family business. They, they, they're often blamed, it seems to me, for misunderstanding uh, the family business. But I think the problem is as much families not making clear to those who are coming on board what they want. So I think it's the family's responsibility to express clearly the intention that they have in relation to their business and to ensure that all the key stakeholders, the board, the senior managers, the current owners, and even the wider family, all understand and respect this. If they fail to do this, it's difficult to criticise a director who then has to work based on a set of assumptions such as, as you've mentioned, maximising returns for the current owners in the short term. On the other hand, if a director is simply unwilling to respect a family's intention, if that's governing, as you say, uh, I expect it will be easier for the family to find a new director than it will be for them to change their mindset or intention. Mindset. Now that makes sense. Sort of another twist on that same thing. So many families own multiple businesses. And would you say it's possible to have different intentions with respect to different businesses? Well, we're aware of this and there's a logic in what you say and it seems intuitively sensible to imagine that a family could have different intentions in relation to different assets or activities that form their overall family enterprise. However, what we're finding in practice is that a family still reaches a dominant intention for their overall enterprise at the highest level 
And this is the mindset of the family that has to be reflected in their overall governance. That's based on the data from working with lots of clients. So I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right outcome. And it seems to me, as I've said, intuitively possible that families could have different intentions in re relation to different assets. So all I can say is that uh, we'll continue to be, 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 be guided by what, by what we learn through working with our clients. And when we learn something new, then I'll, I'll let, let you know. Well, that would be fun. Then we'll uh, get to have another another installment of this. So, I, Ken, it has truly been a pleasure to have you with us at More at Stake, the Family Business Podcast. We appreciate you taking some time out of the day to do this with us. Listeners, please check out Ken's articles on intention on the site. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or requests, please let us know by sending an email to office at moreatstake.com or leaving us a comment at the website, which is www.moreatstake.com. I'm Amelia Rankert-Thomas. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.